Welcome back, everyone, to the Witty Words of Wisdom podcast. I am your host, Maimun Bay. If you are new here, welcome. We're reading Asking is Given by Jerry Nestor Hicks. If you've not heard any of the previous recordings of this podcast and this book, please refer back to other episodes. I believe this is going to be one of the longer episodes, if not, if not the longest episode I've ever recorded simply because, as I stated in a previous episode, I want to get this book done with and move on to other books. So we're going to start out by reading process number 12 today. Wouldn't it be nice if, when to use this process, when you find yourself leaning toward the negative, and therefore offering resistance and you want to turn it around to something more positive, when you're already when you are already feeling good and you want to focus more specifically on certain areas of your life to make them even better. When you want to gently guide a negative or potentially negative conversation to a more positive place for your benefit or to gently guide someone else. Current emotional set point range. This wouldn't be nice if process will be one of the most valued to when your emotional set point range is ranging somewhere between positive expectation, belief, and discouragement. When you say, I want this thing to happen, but that hasn't happened yet, you're not only activating the vibration of your desire, you're also activating the vibration of the absence of your desire. Nothing changes for you. And often, even when you do not speak the second part of the sentence and you say only, I want this to happen, there's an unspoken vibration within you that continues to hold you in a state of not allowing your desire. But when you say, wouldn't it be nice if this desire would come to me? You achieve a different sort of expectation that is much less resistant in nature. Your question to yourself naturally elicits from you a more positive, expectant response. And so, this simple but powerful game will cause a rising of your vibration and an improvement in your point of attraction because it naturally orients you towards the things that you want. The wouldn't it be nice if process will help you let in things that you have been asking for on all subjects. Wouldn't it be nice if we had the best time we ever had with these friends? Wouldn't it be nice if the traffic is... Pardon me. Wouldn't it be nice if the traffic is light and we have a wonderful trip? Wouldn't it be nice if I had a really productive day at work? As a subject may be to find a wonderful new relationship. For instance, wouldn't it be nice if I find the most spectacular partner who adores me in the same way that I adore him? Wouldn't it be nice if I find someone and we waltz off and see the sunset together? Wouldn't it be nice if there's somebody out there who's looking for somebody just like me? The reason the wouldn't it be nice if game is so important and so powerful is because when you say wouldn't it be nice if you're choosing something that you want and you're being soft and easy about it. In other words, it is not the end of the world. It is the much softer vibration. For example, let us say you want to reduce your body weight. Here is a wouldn't be nice if example for you. Wouldn't it be nice if I stumbled onto something that really worked for me? Wouldn't it be nice for if my metabolism began to cooperate with me a little more? Wouldn't it be nice if the desires that I've been holding for a long time sort of came to a peak like a guiding light? Wouldn't it be nice if I could meet someone who's just run across something that really worked for them, which would light a fire in me? Would it be nice if I 
could reclaim the body weight I had when I, when I was such and such an age. Wouldn't it be nice if I looked like I did in this picture? Your logic would tell you, hey, I've been at this for a long time. If I knew how to do it, or if I was good at it, I'd have already gotten, I've already gotten it done. So you're contradicting your own desire, and so you would hold yourself in that vibration. However, when you're playing, wouldn't it be nice if, much of that vibration is diffused. Wouldn't it be nice if my physical body came into alignment with my dream? Wouldn't it be nice if I discovered this to be much easier than it's ever been before? Wouldn't it be nice if I came into energy alignment and everything around me came into vibrational harmony with, with that? Wouldn't it be nice if the cells of my body cooperate with the mental picture that I'm holding? Wouldn't it be nice if I could feel ease about my body? Wouldn't it be nice if my physical body began responding to food differently? Wouldn't it be nice if I began feeling a greater inspiration to exercise? Wouldn't it be nice if the food-burning characteristics of my body kicked into high gear and this process turned into an easy, almost effortless scenario? Wouldn't it be nice if my ideas about food came into alignment so that I find myself taking such pleasure from foods that are really in vibrational harmony with what my body wants and needs? By softly playing this game, what happens is that you hold yourself in the place of alignment. The other thing you can do is get off that subject altogether and never think about it again. That is a difficult thing to do because your body sort of goes everywhere you go. In other words, it is hard to get that off your mind. So since it is hard to get off your mind, you almost have to force yourself to choose pleasant. Wouldn't it be nice if thoughts? One more thing, do not expect instant results. Know that it is coming into being in its perfect time. In other words, you've been encouraging through your thought and behavior a cellular community, a large part of which you are about to extinguish. And so there is some cellular cooperation that is going to take place. And all cells are willing to cooperate. They are not sacrificing. They are not holding little cellular funerals in advance. There is no mourning going on, as in, ah, she's going to kill 25% of us. What is happening is that there is a sort of collective alignment. Your cells are getting ready, you see. And in that preparation and in that readiness, all kinds of things are beginning to come into alignment. Things that you could not orchestrate even if you tried. Your body knows what to do. Your body has come into active agreement and alignment with all of this. So as you play the gentle wouldn't it be nice if game, leave the rest of your physical apparatus to the cellular knowing, which means that it is not your job to be the food police. It is not your job to be the exercise police. Any more than it is your job to decide what cells have to go. Whatever the subject of your desire, there is an orchestration that is being taken care of in response to the wouldn't it be nice if game that you are playing. So whenever you play this game and you trust, every, trust that everything else will come into alignment, it will. Process number 13, which thought feels better? When to use this process? When you want to be consciously aware of how you really feel about something right now. When you are faced with the decision and you want to go in the best direction possible. When you want to determine your co current emotional set point. When you want to become consciously aware of your emotional guidance system. Current emotional set point range. This process of which thought feels better will be most use value to you 
your emotional set point range is ranging somewhere between positive expectation, belief, and anger. If you are not sure where your current emotional set point is, turn back to chapter 22. And I shared that I believe this is in somewhere like between chapters 5 and 7. So you can refer back to those episodes, episodes 5 through 7. But don't quote me on that. It's also a good opportunity to go back and listen again if you need to kind of jog your memory. <laughs> Every subject is really two subjects, something that you desire and the absence of something that you desire. If you do not understand that these very different vibrational frequencies, then you may believe that you are focused on something that you desire when you may, in fact, be focused on in the opposite direction. Some believe that they are focused upon the subject of a healthy body when instead they're focused on fear of a sick body. Some believe that they're thinking about improving their financial situation when instead they're focused on them having enough money. But because the subject is money or health, they believe that anytime they are focused upon the subject, they are thinking about what they want. And often that is not the case. Often people say, I've wanted this as, for as long as I can remember. Why well, hasn't it happened yet? Because they were not aware that every subject is really two subjects, what is wanted and the lack of it. For example, they thought that because they were talking about money, they were talking about what they wanted, when instead they were focused on the opposite of what they wanted. Only when you are sensitive to the way you feel do you really know what your vibrational content is. But with some practice, you will become very adept at always knowing exactly where you are focused. The which thought feels better process will help you consciously identify the vibrational frequency of your current thought. The game is most effectively played when you are alone because no one else can really know or understand which thoughts feel best to you. Often, when you are interacting with others, you may be confused about whether the thought actually feels better to you or whether you are offering it because you think it is the choice someone else would want you to make. It is important to leave everyone else's ideas, desires, opinions, and beliefs aside while you identify for yourself how you feel. When would you want to play this game? There are limitless possibilities of thoughts that you might think on limitless subjects. Would your own life experience and the way you contrast that you are living will help you identify the subjects on which you want to focus? This game is especially helpful when something has occurred in your own experience that causes a noticeable amount of negative emotion. Understanding that negative emotion is an indicator of resistance, and further understanding that this resistance is the only thing that holds you apart from the things you really want, you may have decided to do something about releasing some resistance on this newly energized subject. A which thought feels better game example. This process works best if you can sit for a few minutes and write your thoughts on paper. In time, when you have played the game sufficiently, you will find success with it just by rolling the thoughts across your mind. But writing them down on the paper causes a more powerful point of focus, which makes it easier for you to feel the direction of your chosen thought. Begin first write a brief statement of how you feel about the subject right now. You can describe what has happened, but what is most important is that you describe how you feel. Next, write another statement that am amplifies exactly how you feel. This helps you more easily recognize any improvement as you move through the process. For example, 
You've just had an argument with your daughter because she makes no effort to help around the house. She does not even take care of her personal things. And her room is a terrible mess. She seems to hold no grudge for the effort you are making to maintain an orderly environment. Not only does she not try to help, but it seems that she deliberately tries to hinder you. So you write, she, or your daughter's name, is deliberately trying to make my life difficult. She doesn't care about me at all. She doesn't even come close to doing her share of the work. Once you have made a few statements that indicate how you really feel right now, make this statement to yourself. I'm going to reach for some thoughts about the subject that feel a little better. Now, once you have written each thought, evaluate whether it feels better, the same or worse, and when you initially began. See, you right. She never listens to me. I want her to be more responsible. I shouldn't have to pick up after her. I should have taught her better. That one was worse. The ones up above were all the same feelings. I wish her father would support me more. Worse. A clean house is important to me. Slightly better. I know she has a lot on her mind. Better. I remember what it's like to be a teenager. Better. I remember when she was a sweet little girl. Better. I wish she was still that sweet little girl. Worse. I don't know what to do about this. Worse. Well, I don't have to figure it out today. Better. There are so many things about her that I adore. Better. I know there's more to life than a clean house. Better. It should be okay that I want a clean house. Worse. That's all right that I want my house to be clean. Better. It's fine that she doesn't care about that now. Better. Remember, there are no right and wrong answers here, but no one else can really know which of your thoughts bring better or worse feelings to you. The value of this process is that you will become aware of how your thoughts feel. You become more adept at choosing better feeling thoughts. Many would ask, well, what, what good would it be to feel better about my daughter's sloppy habits? My thoughts won't change your behavior. I want to say to you that your thoughts change the behavior of everyone and everything who has anything to do with you. For your thoughts absolutely equal your point of attraction. And the better you feel, the more, every, the more that everything and everyone around you improves. In the moment, that you find an improved feeling, conditions and circumstances change to match your feeling. The wish thought feels better game will help you begin to realize the power that your own thoughts have to influence everything around you. Abraham, speak to us more about the process of which thought feels better. Will I ever stop reaching for something better? Now, when you take the limitations of time or dollars out of the equation, and you trust that the universe will conspire to satisfy every idea you can conjure up. Then you let your ideas rip, but as long as you feel limitations and you keep trying to rein them in, and rein them in, and rein them in, perhaps you may say, well, our current circumstances really don't allow us to do all this stuff that we want to do. We want to remodel our kitchen and our decisions about not getting, going into great debt about it are very clear decisions that we don't want to violate. So what do we do with these exploiting ideas? And we say, does every one of them have to manifest right now? Or can you begin to take pleasure from the idea itself? And you say, well, if not right now, then soon we will do this and do this and this. And so you begin to take pleasure from the growing of the idea. When you put yourself on a schedule where there is a deadline, and then very often the sorters of time or money looms up and contradicts the energy, making you miserable. 
It also makes you wish that you had never breached, bro broached the idea to begin with. When you say, hmm, there's a lifetime of kitchens before us, and for now, we are most pleased with the manifestation of this, and what ideas we are conjuring for the future. Then, one day, you might move into a new home, shocked that it already has all the things within it that you have been conjuring, and it has come when you have enough money, you have enough time. In other words, the universe will line it up in response to the ideas that you are giving birth to and freely letting flow. I would like to thank you so much to all you terrific people tuning into this podcast. I wanted to let you all know, I just released t-shirts for this podcast. First time I've ever done anything like this before, so you already know that I am stoked. I wanted to also share that I have made an exclusive Patreon for $15 a month. You get my unlisted all access to the latest episodes before they're released. And my book has also been self-published on my website. And you can use the code SAVE25 in all capital letters at the checkout to save $25. All the links are also in the description of every platform. Thank you again. You are all beautiful souls. I hope you enjoy these episodes as much as I enjoy making them for you. Stay tuned for sweet content for the sweetest people. <laughs> you guys are awesome. God bless you. Point of the pie first. While Jerry saves it till the last bite. But Esther worries that by the time she gets to the last bite, she will not want it anymore. So she eats it first. So both Esther and Jerry find their own way. There is no right or wrong formula there. He would say to Jerry that he will never run out of ideas so he can skip across the top of them if he wants. And then he would say to us that I love getting my doing into the evolvement of it. The more intimately involved I am in my creations, the more satisfaction I'm receiving from them. So we say, then, that is the right way for you. There is no right or wrong in this. Which feels better? Which feels better? Which thought feels better? To go into debt or to wait until later? To wait until later. Which thought feels better? To say that you settled for less? Or to say that this is part of your future experience? To say that this is a part of my future experience? Which thought feels better? To be mad at yourself that your kitchen is not as modern as it could be? Or to acknowledge that it is a perfect kitchen for now, and that it would always be growing, just like you will always be growing. Which thought feels better? Which feels better? To appreciate or to condemn? Which feels better? To applaud what you have done or to feel critical that you did not do enough? Think about it. Which thought feels better? Process number 14. The process of clearing clutter for the clarity. When to use this process when you're feeling stressed due to your disorganization, when you feel you're spending too much time looking for items, when you find yourself avoiding your home because you feel better elsewhere, when you feel that there's not enough time to do all you need to do. Third emotional set point range. This clearing clutter for clarity process will be the most value to you when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between positive expectation, belief, and anger. A cluttered environment can cause a cluttered point of attraction. If you are 
surrounded by unfinished work, unanswered letters, incomplete projects, unpaid bills, unattended to tasks, unsorted piles of paperwork, and stray magazines, catalogs, and all manner of miscellaneous items. It can negatively affect your life experience because everything carries its own vibration. And because you develop a vibrational relationship with everything in your life, your personal belongings do have an impact on the way you feel and your point of attraction. There are two major hindrances to clearing away clutter. First, you may remember throwing something away, only to discover soon after that you really did not need it after all. Now you, reluct you are reluctant to throw away anything. And second, you realize that to really do a good job of getting organized, you would getting organized would take far more time than you have to give to the project. For every time you have ever attempted to get organized, you have become bogged down in the sorting process and have ended up leaving an even bigger mess than when you began. Clearing clutter for clarity process eliminates those hindrances because it is a sorting procedure that can be done extremely quickly without the possibility of discarding valuable things that you may need later on. To begin the process, obtain several sturdy cardboard boxes with lids. Banker's boxes well, work well for this. It is best if they are the same size and color. That way, they will stack neatly and look attractive. We would suggest that you begin with a minimum of 20 boxes, but you may want to obtain more as you discover the productive power of this process. Also, procure a package of alphabetized index cards and a handheld voice recorder. First, assemble the boxes and put five or six of them in the middle of the room that you wish to organize. Next, each box with its own unique number from 1 to 20 and so on. Now look around the room, focus upon an item, and ask yourself, is this item important to my immediate experience? If the answer is yes, leave it where it is. If the answer is no, put it in one of the boxes. Then, pick up another item and continue the process you focus upon each item in the room. The great advantage of this process is that you will not be doing a great deal of sorting right now. This really is a process whereby you simply remove the clutter from your environment. As you put the item into the box, speak it into the recorder. For example, unopened package of guitar strings, box one, or old cell phone, box number one. With five or six boxes open at the same time, you could do a general sorting. In other words, all magazines could go in the same box, clothing items in their same box, small miscellaneous items in the same box, but do not get carried away with the sorting process. Just pick up the item, determine if it is necessary to your media experience, and if not, put it in a box, and speak it into the recorder what the item was and which box you put it in, and at a later time, it can take an hour or so and transfer the information from the recorder onto the alphabetized index card. In other words, under A, you will write abalone shell. Under B, write bathing suit. Under C, write cell phone. Because you're not thoroughly sorting this process, will go very fast. You will find yourself feeling better as, you space, as your space becomes less cluttered. You will not experience your usual worry that you will not be able to find something because you have made a record of exactly where everything is. Now find a wall or somewhere in your house or garage where these neat boxes can be placed and be confident that you can retrieve anything that is important. If you need 
The unopened guitar strings, your alphabetical card, will tell you which box you put them in. After a few weeks, when you realize that you have not needed anything from box number three, for example, you can then move that box out of the house, maybe to outside, to some outside storage facility, or you may even be willing to discard its contents, leaving box number three available for new clutter that may arrive. And as you continue the process, you begin to relax in the knowledge that you now have control over your environment. Sometimes, people will tell us that they are not bothered by clutter, so we will, so we tell them that this process, that this process is then unnecessary for them. However, since every piece of everything does carry vibration, almost everyone really does feel better in an uncluttered environment. Abraham, speak to us more about clearing clutter for clarity. Physical beings have a habit of gathering stuff around them. Most of you gather this stuff because it is the way you keep score. It is the way you fill time. In other words, you live in a physical world and physical manifestation has become important to you. But then you get buried in details of your manifestation. Most of you spend much of your time just looking for things, and it is not only because you have too many things to sort through, but it is also because the gathering of the stuff is contrary to the freedom that is inherent within all of you. We have talked to the feeling of sadness that feels empty. People often try to feel that feeling of emptiness with stuff. They buy one more thing and bring it home, or they eat something. In other words, there are lots of creative ways in which you have tried to fill that void. And so, it has been our encouragement to some discard everything from your experience that is not essential to you now. You could just go through and release those things you are not wearing, release those things that you are not using, release them, and leave your experience in a clearer place. And the things that are more in harmony with who you are now will easily flow into your experience. You all have a capacity for attraction, and when your process is clogged with stuff that you no longer want, then your attraction is slower, and then you end up with a feeling of frustration over overwhelms. Imagine yourself in a clutter-free environment. Jerry and Esther have been commenting recently that as energy is moving faster, your ideas are also coming into fruition much more quickly, which means that they are buried in stuff. In other words, stuff is coming to them very fast, all kinds of stuff, and then it has to be dealt with. It has to be sorted or filed or read or discarded. Something has to be done with it. Never before has it been more important to get a picture in your mind's eye of your living space. So imagine yourself in an environment of great clarity, a space with immense order, and imagine yourself knowing where everything is. Imagine organizing it in a way that is very comfortable. In other words, just imagine that is what you are shooting for here, a feeling of relief. Esther, every now and again, will get a mental picture of her mother. Her mother worked full-time all of Esther's childhood. They had a very large property. Her mother did most of the mowing of the huge lawn, and in those days, there were no riding mowers. At least, they had never seen one. But Esther remembers her mother mowing. And then, the part that Esther remembers most is that once the lawn was all mowed and the sprinkler had been set to water it, her mother would sit on the porch and sort or take it all in. And Esther would sit next to her mother and smell the freshly mown grass. And there was an overwhelming feeling of contentment that she was picking up from her mother. The day the lawn was mowed was always a happy day for Esther because there was something so satisfying that her mother felt once it was all done and she was sitting and taking it all in. Similarly, Jerry and Esther often feel this at the end of their 
workshops. It feels so good. It is like a job well done. It is as if everything is falling into alignment. So what you want to do is, in advance, find that feeling place. And if you do so, and the energy lines up, and the clarity, ideas, and help will come into making the physical reality fall into place for you. In only an hour or two, you can box up the clutter from a room if you're just taking one thing at a time and putting it into a box. And since you have itemized where everything is, because it's all on your voice recorder, in some evening when you are doing something that does not require too much attention, you can listen to your recording with a small card file. You can indicate that the bathing suit is in box number one, so that if you ever need it, you can find the index card and it will tell you which box it is in. The power of this clearing clutter for clarity processes that you can do it very quickly and there will be less resistance in it because everything that you want will be at your fingertips. In other words, you have a record, you will have a record of where every bit of it is. We have noticed with the majority of people who have applied this system is that once they put something in the box, it is rarely something they ever need again. So after you realize that you had some item boxed up for a year or two and have not needed it at all, now, you may feel freer to donate to someone or to discard it in some way. But meanwhile, your life has been free of clutter and therefore free of that resistance for an entire period of time. Process number 15, the wallet process. When to use this process? When you want to attract more money into your experience. When you want to improve the way you currently feel about money in order to allow even more money to flow into your life. When you want to get your juices flowing, rewarding your specific desire. When you feel that there is a sort of money in your life. Current emotional set point range. The wallet process will be one of the most valued to you when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between hopefulness and discouragement. Perhaps there are no more physical, perhaps there are no more practice vibrations in your culture than those related to the subject of money. For many see it as the means which a good deal of their physical well-being flows. Many people, however, without realizing it, have focused upon the lack of money rather than the presence of money in their experience. So even though they often identify things that they desire, they hold themselves apart from their own desires because they are more accustomed to noticing the lack of dollars in the presence of them. Again, it comes back to the fact that every subject is really two subjects, what is wanted and the lack of it. Is natural for a manner of abundance to flow freely into your experience and the wallet process will help you offer a vibration that is compatible with the receiving of money instead of pushing it away. Here is the process. First, obtain a hundred dollar bill and put it in your wallet or purse. Keep it with you at all times and whenever you hold your wallet or purse, remember that your hundred dollar bill is there. Feels pleased that it is there. Remind yourself often of the added sense of security that it brings to you. Now as you move through your day, take a note of the many things that you could purchase with that $100. As you pass a nice restaurant, notice that if you really wanted to, you could stop in and have a delicious meal. As you see something in the department store, remind yourself that if you really wanted to, you could purchase that because you have $100 in your wallet. By holding the $100 bill and not spending it right away, you receive the vibrational advantage of every time you think or even think about it. In other words, if you were to remember your $100 and spend it on the first thing that you notice, you would receive the benefit of really feeling your financial well-being only once. But if you mentally spent that 100 
dollars 20 or 30 times in that day, you have received the vibrational feeling advantage of having spent two or three thousand dollars. Each time you acknowledge that you have the power right there in your wallet to purchase this or do that over and over again, you add to your sense of financial well-being so your point of attraction begins to shift. You see, you do not have to actually be abundant in order to attract abundance, but you do have to feel abundant. A clear way of saying it is that any feeling of lack of abundance causes a resistance that does not allow abundance. So by mentally spending this money again and again, you practice the vibration of well-being, of security, of abundance, and of financial security. And the universe responds to the vibration you have achieved by matching it. Let's manifest abundance. Seemingly magical things will begin to occur as soon as you achieve that wonderful feeling of financial abundance. The money you are currently earning will seem to go further. Unexpected amounts of money in various increments will begin to show up in your experience. Your employer will feel inspired to give you a raise. Some product you have purchased will offer you a rebate. People you do not even know will begin to offer you money. You will discover that things you wanted, things that you would have been wanting to spend your dollars to have, come to you even without an expenditure of money. You'll be offered opportunities to be able to earn all the abundance that you can believe is possible. In time, it will feel as if a floodgate of abundance has opened. You will find yourself wondering where all that abundance had been hiding all along. I could have that. I could have that. I have the ability to purchase that. And because you really do have the means to do just that, because you are not pretending something that is not, there is no hindering doubt or disbelief mudding the waters of your financial flow. This is a simple but powerful process, and it will change your financial point of attraction. As your financial situation improves, your $100 stash for savings may grow to $1,000, then $10,000, then $100,000 and more. Although there is no limit to what the universe will yield to you, you have to feel good about that money in order to allow it into your experience. You have to feel good about great abundance before you allow the pleasure of great abundance to flow into your experience. Abraham, speak to us more about the wallet process. Remember, you are on this sort of teeter-totter of balance, so you do not have to stop all thoughts of shortage because they are going to creep in. The influence is around you. All you have to do is deliberately offer more thought to tipping the energies in the side of abundance. Offer more deliberate thought and more conscious use of the non-physical energy toward the prosperity you want. And so, while you are moving through your day noticing how many things you could spend $100 on, you are deliberately utilizing the non-physical energy to enhance your feelings of prosperity. Someone once said, Abraham, you obviously haven't been physically physical lately, for $100 won't go very far. And we said, you missed the point. You spend $100 1,000 times a day, and you have spent the equivalent of $100,000. And that will bolster your feeling of prosperity, you see. It is the way you feel that is your point of attraction. Someone said to us, well, I haven't actually put the $100 in my wallet. I put an IOU in there, though. And we said, then you must not believe in your own IOU, because it's not fostering the feeling of prosperity. The IOU feels to you like another debt that you are carrying around. The wallet process is another means of giving deliberate attention to what makes you feel good. This actually concludes the rest of the episode for today. I thought I was going to be able to record much more, but I actually don't have enough room on my laptop, so I'm going to have to start putting these podcasts on my 
desktop computer, and it's fine. I actually love making these podcasts. Um, I just want to move on to another book because I'm getting kind (laughs) of excited, and that's a good thing. It's not that I don't enjoy doing this. and I just want to share that. I thank you and love you so much to everyone that is here and supports this. And I really hope you continue enjoying these. God bless you. I'll catch you on the next one.